Yeah, 
Yeah, so uh, what's the is there a story behind that? Because obviously, don't get me wrong, um, you know your fantastic one can blues were all right, but these ones are a real step up, aren't they? Was there much thought in the in the design? I just wanted something like a little bit different. um, That's kind of like stood out for the other cars because a lot of the the cars up here kind of have the similar designs and they're always like neon colours and that. So I just wanted something that is kind of like stood out a bit. So. yeah, I got them made up, and I'm like really happy with them. So, oh, brilliant! Right? No, they're, cer- they're certainly distinctive. They, they look really cool, and I think with your, um, you know, the kind of gold accents that you build into yours, I'm sure Russell put some pictures of of your cars up on yeah, the uh, on the page. But they they look they look awesome with the gold bolts and yeah. tit- titanium and and all those 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 goodies you've got on there. It does does look really really smart. Yeah, I made sure I got the yeah all the gold bits uh, for them. Yeah. All the spacers and the and the screws. I think I got the screws from someplace in America, if I can remember. It was a few years ago. So have you raced right the way through then, from when you were eleven? Uh, yeah. So, so after I had a shot of uh, Derek's cars, I decided to get my own. So I got a, a Kyosho RB6 was my first one, yeah. uh, second hand, and I got one of Derek's old four wheel drives, which was a another Dave Burt um, car, which was the Azarashi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, crocky. Yes, this is all coming back to me now. That was, a, that, was a carbon, that was a carbon conversion, wasn't it? For the ZX-5, yeah. if I remember correctly? Yeah, I think it was the ZX-5, yeah. So, yeah, it was another uh, another carbon chassis car. So, again, I still have that. Uh, it's on the shelf. So, um, yeah, I raced them for a, a good few years. Got, definitely got my money's worth out of them done a lot of club meetings in them so and then when the new uh, lineup of the Kyosho cars came out uh, I think that was a time where uh, TQ models in Sunderland uh, mm-hmm. noticed me on Facebook and I kind of partnered up with them when I got the new Kyosho cars mm-hmm. so I was doing a lot more meetings at that time um, traveling a bit more doing some meetings at, at Nîmes and a few other clubs in Scotland. So I was racing sometimes like two or three times a week. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So, I mean, what, it's quite funny. When I, I came up and raced in, um, at Dumfries uh, way before COVID um, to race my truck at one of your regionals, and it was really funny because I was watching you run around with Alan O'Brien, um, <laughs> and it, it, like one of you had crashed and the other had crashed. And I, and I came back then and I recorded a podcast in the following week, and I was like... There's two really fast guys in Scotland, and one of them's Alan O'Brien. I can't remember the other one's name. Uh, so you been, then became the other fast guy in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise you were there. But yeah. when was that? That must have been like 2018, 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came up and raced uh, in, in the truck class at a regional because I kept promising oh, yeah. Duncan Powell I was going to come up. And, and I was like, yeah. you know, no, no, he's going to come up. And I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll come up. And, and we, yeah. we picked so you picked yeah. the closest one to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But now it's, I tell you what, man, that venue class on the grass in that bowl, um, and the way they use like the the grass bowl as, as part yeah, of the totally, track. Yeah, yeah. the place is a, a good track. It's it's actually the last grass track we have in Scotland now. Yeah. So back then it was it was uh, primarily grass tracks, but then that's the last one because we've, we've all converted over to to Astro now. So yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, your club um, Dunfermline your track looks absolutely brilliant it looks like it's been laid by uh, I don't know the world's best swimming pool astroturf layer <laughs> it is mint isn't it yeah yeah we're all really proud of it how it's turned out so that we've got a good strong uh, community at that club and uh, it's led by uh, Derek Kerr who's kind of pulled us all together and um, we've got a, managed to get a grant from the, the lottery yeah uh, last year and uh, a few members of the club matched that as well and we decided just to go full on to change our, our grass track uh, to the new astro track so done all the groundwork ourselves where we're going to get professional astro layers in yeah but um i think they realized a bit of more than they can choose so we end up doing it ourselves but i don't think it could have been any better the, the way we've done it we learned so much highly astro over these like past few months yeah and uh, yeah really happy with how it's turned out no, I'll put a picture of that up on the post as well. But the the the, the joins and everything look brilliant. Yeah, it was it was definitely like a, a learning experience. But yeah, really happy. With it. Yeah. How um how hard was it to get a lottery grant? Was there a, was it, oh, no, I know probably wasn't you that did it, but what was involved with that? 
Uh, I think it was uh, it was mainly just Derek uh, contacting them. This, uh, there was also some other grants um, and like if the local community, but I don't know why uh, how he ended up contacting them, but he did, and we managed to get the the grant. So yeah, that's so, yeah. brilliant, mate. That's brilliant. And uh, how often, um, you know, do they have practice evenings there, or how often is is the club racing there and and the regionals and things? So what's the sort of uh, pattern of, of racing that's at the track? Yeah, so uh, we try to hold a club round every Sunday, um, and normally it's so popular we can get um, we can run a, a Wednesday night practice as well. So club rounds we're normally getting maybe like 50, 60 cars booked in uh, yeah. every Sunday, and uh, the Wednesday nights maybe like 10, 20 cars going round. So it's it's pretty good. That is really good. And, and are you seeing a sort of is there some of the on road boys coming to play off road now that you know they 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 have a proper sort of ashtray track rather than the you know the cars going on the grass as such? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we see that. Um, so there was kind of like not a split, but it was kind of like two different clubs. One of them was GT12 and one was buggies, but you can see a lot more people doing both classes now. Now that we've got the new track. I'm sure. I'm sure. Jump in a car probably confuses them a bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. And uh, we just had our grand opening a few weeks ago. Who we got a uh, Gordon Sheridan, uh, touring car driver, to to open the track for us. So ah, cool, man. But Ed, was that auto organised? Does he live locally, or uh, it was actually he used to he used to race back in the in the nineties, I think. Yeah. And, uh, so it was one of us that contacted him to ask him if uh, if he could, and yeah, he was he was. Uh, I think he lives pretty local, so he came down for the day and he had a shot in the sticks, and he wasn't too bad. Oh, uh, class man, that was really cool. Yeah. Did you ever go in your car? To... Did you ever go with your car? <laughs> no, he never. No, uh. I, it was one of the, the extra guys let him have a go, but I think he was like, he was like mid pack, so it's not too bad for his uh, first time back. Yeah. Uh, cool man, that's really cool. So, let's talk about your region then, the um, the medium region, I'd say, uh, for, for, for talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, have you done? Have you done? Uh, started again. Have you done any regionals this year? Uh, yeah. So um, right now we've got uh, the main regional, um, which is going on, which is five of the five of the clubs. So we've got uh, our round at Dunfermline. Yeah. Got that round at Dumfries, which is the the grass track, um, which was round one. Uh, done all right there. It was uh, it was the week after the the Euros at Robin Hood. Yeah. So I remember uh, Daniel Paul and Dave Scott had been racing all week, and they travelled up straight to Dumfries and racing the Sunday. So they were looking pretty tired, but yeah, yeah the results were pretty good there. Um, TQ's round one, and it was kind of like second and third the other rounds. So. But I was happy considering I've not raced on grass for a, a good few years with the car. So, yeah. do you win? Uh, I, th- I qualified second. I finished third, I think, round oh, about no there in both way. classes. So, did Daniel win? Yeah, Daniel was on another <laughs> level. He was flying. I tell you what, mate. I was watching him at the Euros, and as soon as that kid learns that staying off the pair a little bit more is faster, he's going to be yeah. unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because <laughs> yeah. he's so fast, but he's he's fast in places where you're like, Dan, no, not there, not there. Yeah, yeah. But you know he's going to give it like all every single race. Yeah, yeah, oh, brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Yeah, so have so. you only had the, um, the one regional this year? Uh, yeah, so we've had the one round so far. The Glasgow round had to get cancelled because of the rain. It was yeah. meant to be last Sunday, but it's getting rescheduled, so... But yeah, they've got their Astro track now and um, the Falkirk round. I think we are running that one uh, at our club because we're, we're pretty close together. So um, I think they'll be running their round at our club. Yeah. And then we've got the furthest away down for you, which is the Stonehaven round. And they've got their new Astro track as well. So That's really cool. Everyone, they've all been Astro, Astro yeah. since COVID. Yeah. So who would you say your biggest competitor is at the moment? Uh, I would say probably Daniel and Dave Scott. They're kind of like they've definitely turned up the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I think we've all just improved like so much. Um, but we're all kind of like at the same level, like that one, two, three. Yeah. 
okay. And um, you know, do your your regionals are they? Do you have um sort of separate days for two wheel drive and four wheel drive like some other areas in the in the in the UK, or do you do you all have the uh, same classes on the one day? Uh, they're all on the same day. We did think about splitting it up because um, it did get really pretty popular. Like uh, I think we had like 11, 12 heats at some point in like 2019. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we just decided just to compress it all into one day. Um, and just, yeah, it was, it was a pretty busy day, but I think everyone enjoyed it like that. Excellent. Yeah, I was going to say, it must be, you know, it must take you a few laps to get your head around from going from two-wheel drive to four-wheel drive. And obviously, if anything goes wrong, there's plenty of wrenching going on nice and quick, I imagine. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, you know, but, uh, yeah it was enjoyable days. Um, yeah. They, they run trucks, the doing, trucks are in the same day as well, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. So you could run three, if you want to, you could run three classes. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah some people do that and then they have kids racing two or three classes as well and it's just i don't know how they do it sometimes so running like 12 cars a day it's just oh, oh <laughs> you see them oh at God. the pits it's like oh no i was just having a look at some pictures of your cars you certainly run some manly motors four and a half in your zx7 and uh, and a five and a half in your rb7 yeah you must have, you must have the uh, fastest cars on the, on the straight I reckon. yeah that's uh it's only for uh, it's only for our track because it's just it's unbelievably grippy I can't right. even, I would say it's even more than uh, what Southport is right now, so, because it's, uh, because is, it it's like a, is, it, is it like EOS Outdoors? Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crikey. So, uh, that's, what, so. that's what Southport's like, Mark. <laughs> it is. I've never been to Southport before, but uh, yeah, no, I've, I've, I have heard it's yeah. pretty hard, but I didn't, didn't realise it was that, that bad up there, crikey. Yeah. yeah, it's just because it's. Uh, I think it's quite a short pile, and we've, it's because it's brand new. It's not got any sand. Well, that's, or, uh, that's the good thing, plastic. isn't it? It's new. It's brand new. Yeah. I think that makes a massive difference. Yeah. And what, what's what's the tire wear like? And what tires are you tending to run on, on the um, new Astro? So we've made a, the Mesos the control tire. Uh, oh, okay. And mini spikes as well, just because people have a lot of them for uh, for racing on on grass the last couple of years. So. But the tire wear is not too bad. If you're on a ball diff, you're getting maybe like five, uh, four or five meetings out of them at a club round. Wow, that's um, good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Get a gear diff, you're down to maybe like one or two meetings, but still not too bad. Mm. Oh, that's good compared to some some tracks. You know, it's quite a good value racing, I'd say. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So are you gonna follow in the footsteps of Alan O'Brien and like the real pioneer of Scottish drivers and start doing the nationals and and, and real like do um have a conscious go to try and get your f1 yeah i, th- I think i will like uh, maybe not this year but definitely give it a go next year yeah um i did do a few nationals back in 2019 if i remember one of them was at robin hood and i think there was a kyosho we had a kyosho practice day a few a few uh, weeks before that yeah if i remember and it, it was okay the rb7 i think i got I think I made the F final, if I can remember. Yeah. But uh, definitely looking for better results next year. Cool. So, I mean, I suppose once you um, you leave uni you know, you, and start with your, your day job, um, you'll be have to, you're going to have to travel, aren't you? So. Yeah, definitely, yeah. A bit more, bit more free time and than, uh, than at the moment, than just yeah. Sundays, so, yeah. Because you said you did a bit of neem, didn't you, over winter? Did you do the full series? Uh, I done most of the rounds uh, a few years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed it there. And obviously, it's the it's where TQ is based, so uh, I ran the shop a few times at the meeting, and yeah, good bunch of folk down there. And what do you prefer? Do you like the indoors or out- outdoors? If you had to choose, definitely outdoors, I would say, but uh, I don't mind indoors. Uh, well, I imagine, yes. a, I imagine a Scottish winter is pretty harsh, so uh, going, <laughs> yeah. going, going inside on the carpet must be quite a nice uh, uh, you know, nice thing to look forward to, I imagine. Yeah, it's a bit better, yeah. But uh, I think this winter, I think we're going to be running outdoors all, all winter, I would say, because we've got uh, we've got uh, pits in the containers and the Astro track's nice and well-drained and we've got a covered rostrum at Dunfermline, so I think we'll be running all through winter, but yeah, we'll... Definitely make it down to Neem a few times. Uh, you'll have to ask Carl to get some Kyosho thermals sorted out for you then. <laughs> yeah. so the, the only yeah. thing you got with all that, the only thing you've got to worry about is the cold, isn't it? <laughs> everything else yeah, is yeah. everything else is undercover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant, mate! Brilliant. So. Do you spend have a lot? You, you... Go on, Mark. Uh, go, go on, Russ. No, carry on. No. Sorry. So, do you spend a lot of time doing maintenance at the, at the, at the club? Uh, 
for on the track or on the cars? On the on the track. Uh, we've had it built up for maybe like a few months, but it's it's just kind of been we got a good enough to race on, and we're still kind of working on the car park at the moment. So uh, the club's generally generating a lot of money, so we're saving up for uh, doing up the car park basically. So we're gonna have some nice uh, camping area and place for gazebos. And we're going to put some road planings down uh, to improve like the surface of the car park. Yeah. So, but yeah, that'll be in the next like month or so. Uh, when it get done, definitely before winter. Yeah. That's I, mean, I, I wonder if we'll see a, a national up there then one day. Honestly, I think I think the facilities uh, definitely there. It's just maybe the location for uh, everyone else in the <laughs> UK. But uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I, like, I suppose but, you know, I suppose some of the lads have to travel down the torch, don't they? So you know, um, going go the other way might, might not be too bad. Who knows? Yeah, I think we're certainly be a good weekend away by the looks of things. Yeah, totally. Um, but it's definitely the club's definitely proved. Uh, we've got a good core of people there who just go there every 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 week and help out and yeah i think everyone's just really motivated to just improve the club that's cool man um let's just mark let's let's talk a bit about this rush to rome challenge shall we oh yeah yeah that's it yeah the, the, the kyosho bmw yeah so um <laughs> that was actually my dad's idea so it was my mum and dad that um that have been planning this for a while uh, to do this rush to the rome trip which uh Basically, for everyone who doesn't know, the you have to buy a car that's under five hundred pounds, and basically travel from Edinburgh to Rome uh, with this uh, a group of other people. I think there was like thirty-one cars in total that uh, that done it. Thirty-one groups. So, um, yeah. How did, they buy, awesome. how did they buy that, that, that car for 500 quid? I was gonna, I was gonna say, I'm looking at a photograph of it now. That looks amazing. I'd like that, to buy it. Yeah, they've uh, they've done some work to it. I think they, uh, my dad's and my brother wrapped it themselves, and uh, it obviously got lots of stickers put on it as well. Oh, but, was yeah, it, was it, it a was, real dog then? Was it? It wasn't too bad, but uh, it definitely did some work on it. And uh, his mate as well got the that was the silver BMW in that picture as well. Yeah, uh, done it with them. So, but yeah, it was uh, it was two weeks they done it in total, and it was uh, they had to put a big Kyosho sticker over the front of it. So. <laughs> Yeah. Did they win? Have you, have you, have you... Did they win? Uh, I was in a race. Did they win? I don't know exactly. Who it's made everything. It first, it's it's not. You can't. You can call it a race, but it, but you look at the rules and it's like everything in it is a, is a race. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I but think it's not a race. Transponders in as well. Yeah. I was going to say, have you have you stolen the car now? Is that is that where you go racing in now? The the Kyosho Beamer. Oh, I should actually. I should take it to the to the meeting, shouldn't I? Yeah. Has your dad still got yeah. it? Yeah, I, I don't think he'll sell it now. After oh, what cool. it's been through, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, you definitely have to get a picture of your cars on the bonnet and and, and get it down the track. That look cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah that would be cool, man. Really cool. Um, who would you say your most fierce rival is in your area? Uh. Right now, oh, and, and local racing, I would say definitely like you and McLeod. So he runs his Schumacher cars, yeah, and uh, he's definitely me and him are kind of like trading uh, TQs uh, most club rounds, I would say, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's good battling just uh, just at the local club, um, yeah, in both classes as well, going pretty well. Sweet. And at, at the moment, you pretty much just focused on the the tenth. Um, you know, uh, buggies. You're, you, you run any other classes at the minute? Have you tried eighth or anything like that before? Uh, I haven't thought about running eighth, but yeah, I'm just concentrating on tenth scale. Um, just trying to get a truck sorted at the moment. Um, and yeah, just happy with that. Just, it's, I think it's just enough to to keep me going. Just, just the two cars, just keeping the top of them and everything. Uh, I was gonna say, if, if if you're at the sharp end, you know, you've really got to, you know, you look at these top pros and. You know they're they're massively on top of their maintenance, you know, changing O-rings regularly, and you know really keeping on top of the diffs, the cars, and everything else. So you know better to do you know a couple of classes properly rather than just spread yourself a bit thin and have the cars getting a bit unreliable, etc., and not being in tip-top condition. I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's how I've like, improved over the years, just like keeping on top of maintenance. Because it just it means so much just having a car that you know mm. is like sound and you can just concentrate on your on your driving after that. 
Yeah, and I know, I know that you know um, from my KO show days. You know, I know that the the, the team's pretty small, but uh, you know that the help and support you get from you know Carl and um, you know Oliver and, and Duncan Natris and all the other team, you know, that, that are involved there is, is second to none, really. So I know that uh, I, I think sort of the education that Carl gives you for sure about keeping on top of your shocks, O rings, and this and that, you know, it really does make a huge difference to how the cars drive, etc. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so it's a good, uh, a good little team. Uh... Care show. Um, we've uh, we've tried to grow it uh, somewhat in Scotland. Uh, I know that um, me and Derek have gotten a few people like changed over, and a few new people have come up, and we've got them running the cars. So they all seem pretty happy. So we've got a small like group of folk who run them at the club, and we're all helping each other with the setups and everything. And yeah, it's gone pretty well. No, that's, that's good too. I know, um, you know, Carl and Remy at the Euros did did well, didn't they? You know, with the Kia show cars. I know they're getting a, you know, they're not the latest designs out there, but you know, the cars still got the pace. I think Carl was in the top thirty-five, I think, from memory in two-wheel drive. So, you know, in a similar kind of area in four-wheel drive. So the cars obviously can still, uh, you know, do the business really. Yeah, that was a good result for them. Yeah, it was good seeing them going round. The two-wheel drives definitely, definitely still up there. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, I mean, I mean, Carl Marsden's still sticking it into A finals at Workshop, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. it's definitely a good car. Yeah, yeah. I done a, I done a few rounds at Workshop, but that's definitely my my bogey track. I think I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of racing there. But what? Tell us is, what is, happened. Is it because? Well, is it going to say? Is it because you had to take your five and a half out? I think I think it's because it's over the it's over the weekend, so we had a few nights out before. But I think you would definitely need to be doing a few practice runs there. I think I just kind of was thrown in the deep end with the cars. I actually that was one of the rounds where I brought out my my DB1, and I thought it would be perfect, but the, the setup wasn't there with it. So, but yeah, it was a, it was a fun weekend anyway. I have I have heard about the Kia show nights out can get a bit messy. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think racing just put aside uh, sometimes after uh, <laughs> after that. But yeah, it's uh, it's good fun. Cool. So, what would you say um, your most memorable races through the through the years? Have you ever done? Have, sounds really, Have you done anything outside Scotland? Have you done any Euros or um, anything bigger than a national or interesting? Uh, no, but I would say national is probably the biggest, but probably the most like some of the most memorable races. Um, I've been at the regionals because it's just been so kind of p- competitive at the yeah. top. Uh, I've never actually won a regional before, but I've just been so close so many times. And I remember once at Falkirk, I was battling Alan, and I feel like the car had the pace that day. Yeah. And it was just like one tiny mistake, and then that was it. And I was just, oh, I was so gutted after that race, but. But yeah, just still pushing for that first regional one after, yeah. uh, after Alan, so many Alan, years. But. Alan's like a machine, isn't he? Yeah, that is another level as well. I've not actually seen him race so far this year, but I, I think he's I think he's getting back into it again. So yeah, he's looking good, man. He's looking good. Um, have you got any more questions, Mark? I'm just scanning through mine, see if we've missed anything. Any plans for like doing any big indoor meetings outside of Scotland this winter? You know, I know that we've got the sort of MKGP. Three, I think it is. It's the third one coming up. So, um, didn't did know if you had any plans for uh, doing anything like that over the winter or any any, any one-off type of meetings, really. Uh, yeah, I was thinking actually about doing that. Uh, definitely, Neem, but yeah, definitely maybe the the GP as well. Um, I know a few people up here are travelling down, so maybe maybe go down with them. But yeah, definitely, Neem, definitely want to go back there again. Awesome, yeah, no, big, big, you know, I think it'd be, be a super popular meeting, and they've obviously got the EOS at Workshop. Um, you know, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that one. Yeah, that looks decent as well. Yeah, um, I don't know if entries are still open for that, but yeah, maybe consider that as well. Oh, that'd be yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, just yeah. have to just have to not go out with Carl the night before, see if you have a good day's racing. <laughs> Easier said than done. <laughs> Excellent. Now that'd be cool to see you there. You know, and like you say, you've got quite a good support group around you at the you know the workshop events with the Kyoto Show gang and whatever. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. Yeah, be good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's that's all I'd really, Russ. Is it is it is it true that you once turned up at Stotford National with a car covered in mud from two, you hadn't run it since two thousand nineteen? Oh. I think uh, I've just picked my phone up to this message. What's going on there, mate? <laughs> I think uh, I think that was the, one of the times where I kind of felt like I loved with the with the four wheel drive for a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I think maintenance was kind of like put on the back foot for that. But uh, yeah, I've 
I've not actually. I think that was the same car that that's uh, that I posted recently, the gold one. So it's been refurbished since then, and uh, yeah, kind of brought back to the to modern standards again. But definitely clean. <laughs> and, 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 I think so, that was so, the I think that was the one round where uh, Neil was there as well, and uh, I don't think he was too happy with the, how it was looking. So, but, but yeah, <laughs> we we drop in mud around the track. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I did. And, and you mentioned earlier, you know, about the DB1 and, and some of your older cars. Have you sort of hung on to those or, you know, uh, or, or moved them on? Uh, yeah, so uh, the DB1 I actually gave back to Derek because I think he wanted to keep a hold of it. So, But I got mm-hmm. another a DB1 recently and kind of like restored it back to how his one was. Uh, still got the, the Azarashi as well. Um and yeah, I've just got like a whole bunch of RB6s and uh, ZX6s and a few RB7s as well. I don't, I don't really tend to sell any of the any of the cars once I buy them. But uh, yeah, I've got a good, uh, good collection of cool show cars anyway. It's like a car show museum at your house then. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Now it's nice to, you know, nice to look back on when you're, you know, obviously still a young lad. So it'd be, be good when you, you know, to look back on the cars and what you raced and some of the good results you had, you know, and whatever. So that's cool, cool to hang on to stuff. And I think, to be honest, a lot of people these days are hanging on to the cars. You know, I know after, um, you know, the, the sort of COVID boom of uh, people buying cars and restoring them nowadays, you know, the second-hand car market's pretty, pretty quiet. I think people are hanging on to them now and, and just sort of, uh, you know, keeping them for old time's sake these days. Yeah. You're right. Sorry, you're right. I mean, the, the stuff I'm seeing for sale now is this stuff that's brand new and people have realised they've got so much stuff that they're, they're, just knocking, they're getting rid of it. You know what I mean? There's no project or anything out there anymore, is there, like there used to be? Like someone's dug out of a no. lot. It's all like mint stuff, you know, that people want big money for, unfortunately. Oh, I know. You know, 600 quid RC10s and, yeah. you know, £1,000 Predators and stuff like that, you know, which is which is all great, but it uh, puts out a lot of people's reach these days, doesn't yeah. it? Especially the, the vintage scene, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's like you see a lot of the cars are just like, oh, just like ran twice uh, as new, basically. Yeah. yeah. Is, too right, too is, right. is your brother, your, your brother John, is he still racing? Uh, yeah, he is. So uh, he done a lot more GT12 racing when I moved over to, to Buggies. Yeah. And but now I'm getting him into Buggies again. He's got uh, one of my spare RB7s he's running at the moment and he's he's doing pretty well. So is he, is he the same age as you or is he younger, a lot younger? He's five years younger than me, oh, okay. so... Yeah, but he's uh, he's catching up uh, definitely with the with the speed well, if, of the cars. Yeah, if, he's, and... if he's like fifteen, sixteen, I suppose you can be, be like mates now, can't you? Really, rather than when, a couple of years ago, he was probably a prick, wasn't he? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. right though. As soon as you get to a certain age, you can talk to people like normal people every now oh, and then. Yeah. It all goes so much easier. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're enjoying just going to the club uh, club rounds together and uh, yeah, helping each other with the with the setups and everything. But yeah, he's, he's going pretty well. Oh, that's um, nice, man. Just started making the finals now, so. Gotta watch out for him. Yeah, sweet. Do you ever? Is, is that is that when the help dries up when he starts beating you? I think I think so. I think uh, I think um, he'll start having to buy his own tires as soon as he does that. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever go back into GT12? Uh, I mean, is it like a winter series or anything you do with the GT12s or club series? Uh, so yeah, it used to be like that before uh, before COVID, um, but I haven't been back recently because of the because of the hall hasn't opened up again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think there'll there'll definitely be people uh, going back racing them during the winter anyway. Um, the the Lothian Club next to Edinburgh is uh, is on at the moment, and people race there every Friday night, I think. So there's definitely it's, it's not as popular as the buggies, obviously, but there's still a good core of people who race them. Yeah, ah, that's cool, man. Right, Mark, I think it's time for the the famous questions, isn't it? Oh yes, indeed, indeed. Um. I'll go first, uh, and you can't say your home home club because you've given them enough love tonight. All right. Um, <laughs> what is your favourite track that you've ever been to? Ooh. And it doesn't have to be just because of the track; it could be because of the venue or the the calf or whatever. Yeah, that's a difficult because I would have definitely said my my home club now, but uh, definitely I have to say Robin Hood. I think because I've just been there the most, and I just the track's nice, it's got a nice flow to it, and the cars work well there. Uh, I remember doing the, the Inver National there as well a few years ago, and that was uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good fun. Sweet, sweet. Do you want to ask the other one, Mark? Right, favourite car. I think I know the answer, but uh, you, you know what? So yeah, favourite car of all time that you've that you've owned or raced. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be born and say the the new two wheel drive. So I'm gonna say the the Kyosho DB1, just because it was kind of uh, the first buggy I used, and yeah, uh, I don't think I would ever ever sell it now. It's just uh, it's just a, like a nice looking car, totally different. It's uh, yeah, just totally unique how it has the the four wheel drive rear end and the old uh, two wheel drive front end. Yeah, definitely, definitely favorite car of that. Awesome, yeah. Now, good, good. Yeah, definitely hang on to that. Definitely a, a future classic for sure. Yeah, definitely. Nice one, mate. Um, do you want to say thank you, Shannon, before we let you go? Friends, family, sponsors? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, just thanks to Neil at uh, TQ Models and obviously Carl at, at Kyosho. And uh, just like everyone at the Dunfermline Club, especially Derek, who's kind of been the backbone of the club and helped promote racing in Scotland. Uh, since since before I was born, basically, and uh, everyone else who helped build the the track at Nora, and uh, to my partner Marika who uh, lets me go racing every Sunday, still. <laughs> still perfect. All right, everybody. Um, no doubt we'll bump into you through some time. All right, see you soon, mate. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Yeah. See you later, bye. You have to angle your there, end. Bye bye. And he's gone. How about that? And our one take podcast. Yeah, excellent. No, really, really good listen. No, really nice guy, David. Yeah, sound really, actually pretty, pretty good. Pretty good uh, listen, especially with the, what they've been up to with the club. That sounds mm-hmm. like I want, I'd like to go. But oh yeah, look, look, looks looks incredible facility. Yeah, done done a cracking job there. So well done to everyone involved. Yeah. Anyway, mate, onto the big hitters. I uh, see that you've been out racing your motorbike. I have indeed, my friend. Yeah, yeah, been been racing. Well, that's all. That's all I've been doing this summer. To be fair, is is uh, is, is racing the bike. So getting right into my grass track and um, yeah, been been going all right really. So I was, I was out on Sunday, at a meeting near Southampton, and um, I've got a sort of semi-sponsored ride now. So I'm riding a um, 500cc uh, methanol fueled grass track bike with no brakes and about 75 horsepower. Um, which is quite good fun. That sounds <laughs> quite, quite scary, but uh, it's all good. So yeah, I've been racing that. I'm racing my own bike as well, um, which I've, I've done a season on. So yeah, I got a fourth in the 500 class, which was my best result to date, and a sixth in the in the 140 class. So yeah, so it's been going good. I've been staying on it, which was good. So uh, keep keeping out of A and E, which is the main thing. But no, really enjoying that. So yeah, sort of Arcee's taking a little bit of a back seat, I'd say, but still, it's, obviously, it's it's, um, all, it's all mechanics, mate. They all we all love it. Well, I hope the listeners love it. If not. You know, tell someone that cares. Um, <laughs> but seriously, so you know, you say there's no brakes on these bikes. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're you know you come out of the corner, so you're not flat mm-hmm. on the pedal, and you go down the straight, wah, um, and then you lift off into the into the first corner. Yeah. I'm not saying that you don't need brakes, but I mean, if something were to happen on the straight, you wouldn't really have time to hit the brakes, anyway, would you? No, you, not really. To be honest, no. You, uh, yeah. I, I don't know why they've they, they've never had brakes. I don't think. Well, I think, you would think originally it would have been for the lightness, wouldn't you? But you know, but now yeah, I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah. And no, I think it might sort of cause more problems than than, than good. Really, I don't know the, the the history behind it. But anyway, yeah. But basically, if someone goes down in front of you, that's you know a, a couple of feet away when you're sliding around the corner together, there's not really a lot you can do. You're yeah. you're gonna you know obviously you try and avoid them if you can or slow down or or, or what the professional riders tend to do and the people that know what they doing is just kind of lay the bike down on its side you know rather than hit yeah. the full tilt and and hopefully save yourself yeah. your bike and the other your fellow competitors etc but you know we all know how dangerous it is when we're lining up on on the line and there's quite a lot of respect between one another so there's not too many lunatics out there but um well, who, 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 who are the sort of people you're racing against mate on this 500 are they like i say when i say normal people like us i mean you know people with day jobs and and this is yeah the hobby. there's, there's you know, a bit are they of, just normal people or are there any really rich people or or, or what um, there's a bit of a mixed bag to be honest there's um you know we, we do get professional speedway riders coming into grass track for some fun or, or they get paid to come and do some meetings you yeah. know so you do get a bit you do get some top boys coming across um because a lot of them started in grass track in the youth phases and then went on to speedway because you can actually earn a living from doing speedway yeah um and uh, and they come to grass track for you know because they get paid to, to be there or they'll come just for a fun day out and get back to their roots you know cause yeah. it's a kind of grassroots motorsport as such so you get a mixture you know you get people from doing it on a real budget right up to um you know people that have got quite nice bits bits of kit you know five six seven eight grand bikes and um you know got a couple of them there and a spare one and a nice motorhome and all that but you got <laughs> and then you got people with a, a hundred pound trailer and an old car that just drag it around the country and have just as much fun so yeah, yeah. it's a bit, a bit of a mixed bag you know so but, with, with the bikes running on methanol mm-hmm. um 
is there any precautions you have to take with that like when you put it in or do you just pour it in like petrol or yeah you just pour it in like yeah you just treat it the same as petrol to be fair yeah but yeah. you can buy it by the methanol at the meeting and um and, you know they, they just run on that. i don't know why they particularly those engines designed that way but um that's what they've always been like yeah so what's it like um when you pull away on a, on a, on a bike powered by methanol Is it, can you tell the difference or compared to um... a, a fuel-y or yeah, well, they just, you know, the way those engines are designed, you know, they just have got great big cranks in them and got nice and heavy and loads of torque. And the Speedway bikes, which we, they use the similar engines between the Speedway and the grass track, they do not to 60 in 1.9 seconds. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty lively and they've got two gears. That's all you need. Um, yeah. And this is some of the big tracks they're hitting 70, 80 miles an hour down the straight. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty damn quick. So, what, so for example, on, on the grass track you were doing the weekend, would you, mm-hmm. like, pull away and then hit second and then you're in second for the entire race then? That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got another lever on the handlebar that that, uh, that is attached to the gearbox and, you know, you're, you're about halfway down the straight when you're off the start line and you'll, you'll, you'll grab the lever, clonk it into second and then do go around your first turn and you're in second right to the end and then you come off the track stall the bike basically and then pop it into neutral <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're, they're funny old things but uh yeah yeah great fun yeah so you can only use the clutch once in the race then is that what you're saying so when you pull away so yeah, you yeah, pull yeah, away you just, that's yeah, it yeah dump the clutch that, that then that's it yeah yeah and off you go you can obviously grab the clutch at, yeah. the, at the finish you know it's, it works like a normal clutch as such but yeah you don't use it changing gear what, what's it like racing against other um, four other bikes into the first corner Oh, there's, well, there's 10. Uh, uh, oh, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, a grass track, um, they, they normally run 10 on a line, uh, a line-up. So, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty mad, you know. Um, you've got to get a, you know, you're obviously watching, the, the, I don't know if people have seen it before, but there's like a, a tape that uh, pings upwards yeah. um, as, as the start gate as such, and then you just, it pings upwards and bang, off you go. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like who's going to break, I mean, not break, who's going to shut off first and, and tip the bike into the corner, really. So, yeah, it it, uh, it gets quite exciting. Go get your elbows out, and hopefully you all make it around the first turn, and, and off you go, and the racing starts. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty pretty lively. And, you know, when I was, I've done motocross most of my um, bike racing career, and, uh, you know, there's 40 on a lineup. So, I've, and I've had a few hole shots before, but that's that's pretty exciting. You know, you've got 40 guys going into a hairpin turn that's, you know, kind of 20 metres wide. That gets quite fun. That's crazy, mate. Absolutely crazy. So, when, <laughs> you out, when you're out on that next... Um, I'm doing another, I've got a couple of meetings, um, next month. So I'm going to have a, a couple of weeks off and then, uh, got a bit of work to do on the bikes. And then, um, then, yeah, I've got a couple of meetings. I've got one in Suffolk and one in Essex. Uh, um, so yeah, really looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah, well, you've, you've got to have been doing some RC stuff, mate. You, you, I, I know, I know you too well, Mark. I know, I know. I'm, I'm a tinker, What's on your so table, mate? What's on the table? <laughs> um, well, I've, I, um, with all these uh, lovely pictures of all these vintage cars getting ready and prepared for the iconic uh, revival meeting, I thought, crikey, I better uh, dust my RC10 off. So I've got, um, I think we spoke about it before when I've come on the show, I've got uh, three RC10s and an RC10T. Yeah. Before they went crazy on price, I was quite lucky there. But um, yeah, I, I basically had, I've got them hanging up in the garage. And so I dragged one of my best ones down and gave, dusted it off, put some electrics in it, redid the shocks, freshened up the diff and um, gave it a black round the garden. And uh, yeah, it was, it was going great, you know. Um, spoke to uh, Nathan Rawls about a few ideas and set up bits and pieces. And yeah, it's, it's going really good. So looking forward to uh, taking that down to bar and they run a, a vintage, uh, you know, have a vintage class at Byron, which is pretty well supported. Sometimes they even have two yeah. heats of them, which is pretty cool. You, um, you so I'll definitely be out racing that soon. Are you taking the mid? Is this the mid-motored one that's got the the modern? Oh no, gear no, no! People know that car too well now. I'll get rumbled when I take it and trying to cheat. <laughs> so no, I have to have the motor out the back. Yeah, people moan about my big balls as well, quite a lot now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it no. used to be occasionally, and now it's like everyone, I'm, I'm probably making it worse myself by talking about it right now. Uh, I know, uh, you I always say, look, it's nothing, you know, don't worry about the shock, concentrate on the B6 gearbox in the back. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about the shock. Yeah. yeah, just concentrate on the gearbox, that's what I want you to look at. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know they're tightening up the rules a bit on, on yeah. the cards, because I think people were sort of reading the rules, and it's supposed to be a fun event, and people were kind of pushing the boundaries for of what they could get away with really and it was kind of like a you know some of the cars almost a shadow of what they should have been really um from back in the day and and then they're sort of looking at battery placement and and, and weights in the cars and other bits and pieces to try and get them looking a bit more like they should be but i do yeah. understand the, these days that you can't i agree you know and, and i'm a i'm a i like to think i'm a purist myself but the 
with, with brushless technology um, now, I've, I've, uh, my car is an absolute pleasure to drive with big bores on. Yeah, mm, mm. it's just it's just perfect. You know what I mean? Um, so this is why this is why I've done it for, and I've, I'm I'm like that's it. You know, you should allow big bores because because <laughs> it makes it a bit yeah, easier. Yeah, but I, 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 I agree why they why, why they why they then, have the rules you know, for these days. Trying to you know, I've got I've got how many B fours have I got? I've got four B fours, and you know they've all got small box. One's got big bores on it. The rest um have got the small bores on. But just trying to get the cartridge kits, the little plastic bits that that you know. Remember on the Mark One yeah. B four shocks, you had to push, push in, in, in that cartridge. Yeah, you got it yeah. the cartridge, that kind of cartridge thing. You had to push in. You know, trying to get those is is not impossible these days. So I can understand why people you know bang a set of B six shocks on their RC ten or some Schumacher big bores on their Cougar twos and all that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, it's understandable because you can get the spares and, and what have you. So, yeah. and obviously that Cougar re-release has come out, so that that seems to have been very popular. Yeah, um, it, it, it does actually. You know what? I had an inkling it was going to be a, a Cougar. I don't know why. Um, mm. Anyway, so I was I was looking to sell my Top Cat, um, and I thought I think now's the time because they were they were late on the re-release. So I got wicked money, vulgar money out of the Top Cat compared for what I paid for it. Um, and like a week later, they launched the Cougar, which was less than what I'd sold mine and four, so I was quite chuffed with that. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, I'd, and, you, I'd know, made on it. Kind of, you know, when when yeah. you saw it come out, you know, I'd be like you. I thought that's got to be the logical thing because you know they've got the mouldings, they've got the, yeah. the chassis stamped out, etc. So it kind of made sense. But I don't yeah. know if we'll see a, a purple anodized works one in the future. Who knows? I, I really liked the um, one of the guys at work bought uh, bought one a, a while ago. Um, is it called a Fireblade? And he had like a twin deck chassis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I thought that, that looks like a really cool re-release. But he was saying the mm. problem is it's not vintage. Yeah, it's, no, you've got, uh, yeah, and I'm like, but I'd really like to buy that car. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And no, I think the Fireblade was yeah, Fireblade 2000, wasn't it? So yeah, I think it was around the sort of, yeah. It was sort of after 98, which is yeah. the kind of cut off for the vintage stuff. But obviously, quite a few of the loads were under Cougar 2000. Um, you know, and that I, I had one back in the day when I raced at Ashford, and that was my first sort of proper race car after my Cougar Club 10 and yeah the Cougar 2000 used to go wicked indoors and yeah, uh, yeah that, that'd be I'd, I'd certainly buy one of them if they re-released the Cougar 2000 that was a wicked bit of kit yeah. look, so, look proper cool yeah so I mean I think really if they're going to do a four wheel drive the, the, the next logical step after the cat was the was the pro cat wasn't it so mm, if they're following right. in this chain maybe the next one will be a pro cat I don't know yeah, no, no, no. I know, you know, talking about Kyosho again, I know Kyosho are kind of following that line, aren't they, with yeah. their, their re-release cars. So maybe, you know, they've done the Optima Mid, haven't they? So maybe we'll see a, a ZX or a ZXR. That would be that would be pretty cool, yeah. you know. That, um, I'll tell you what, I really like the look of that Phantom they've done. You know, it's like mm. a little four-wheel drive mm-hmm. 12th car. Yeah, that and, looks cool. And they've just done a new, a second version of it, like a V2. That's right, yeah, so, sort of yellowy shell, didn't it, on the yeah, box art and stuff. Yeah. That, that looked pretty mad. And they, they look, you know, I've seen some videos of them running online and they, they look pretty pretty quick, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, I would, they've got to be so much fun, aren't they? You know, to have a four-wheel drive pan car, you know, just just for, just for the crack. I mean, a two, mm. a, two, a normal pan car is ridiculous for steering. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Nowadays, with the, with the additive you're, you're using, it's just mental. Um, so, yeah, but I think that, you know, I think that'll, that'll look class. Oh, class. Have you been making any weights? Um, I have, yeah. And I, was, I, I, um, you know, I thought, you know, David was a, a customer of mine, but uh, yeah, basically, uh, you know, helping out the Kyosho boys, we um, did some like on the uh, B6 range of cars. You know, you can you get the under servo weight and the under yeah. ESC weight. There wasn't anything available for the Kyosho guys, so I sort of, um, uh, you know, Will from Will Speed helped me out and drew them out for me. I sent in my chassis when I was running my RB7. Yeah. And uh, he drew them out in the pockets of the chassis and then, um, you know, basically got in touch with the um, local engineering firm and said, hey, can you make some of these? And a little business was born. So I've got a, a Facebook page called MHRC. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've basically done some, and obviously with my love for the vintage stuff as well, I, I started making up some weights for the RC10. So I do a, a nose weight for the RC10 um, that bolts in um, under the servo, sorry, under the body post yeah. at the front. So um and then i did one for the cougar as well the cougar 2 because so I, I had one of those that i raced and um i was fed up with the, the sticky weights flying out so I, I i made and designed one of those and with the release of the um the uh you know the re-release cougar um i've had about 
I've just made another 20 of those which are going out to customers um, all around the world. And um, yeah, I did, I did a lowered motor plate for the RB7 as well. So you could kind of jack the transmission up and then lower the motor plate yeah, down. Yeah, so, so Duncan Natchez helped me out with that one, you know. So uh, yeah, we, yeah, we've done a, I've done a few bits and pieces. So, you know, um, yeah, gonna, I'll probably do some more more, more odds and sods really to, to keep that going. But to, to be honest, I just enjoy it's just nice to make a few bits um, that help people out and, and make some, make some friends together. yeah definitely <laughs> yeah that's cool I don't think I'm ever going to become a millionaire off it well, I don't think anyone in the RC industry is uh, making a bucket of money but uh, but there we are but that's no, good fun I, I enjoy it and it's nice helping other people out meeting people and it's cool seeing your little bits in people's cars you know I've sent stuff to Australia the US like you know uh, Scandinavia it's, it's cool especially the vintage scene the people are really nice and really enthusiastic and it's it's cool seeing your your bits in people's cars and these these wicked builds people do yeah geez I've painted a couple of shells and like I went to the Euros um, and one of the shells I painted was on a table and I clocked it and I went I painted that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're right man you're right it's, it's nice I suppose it's, uh, I suppose it's a bit like if you're a builder you go past the house and I built that yeah. well, I did that extension yeah. and I, fit, I fitted that I, I still do that whether the wife hates me for it like I'm like I've DJ'd there I've DJ'd there I did, <laughs> I did such and such birthday party in their top room <laughs> yeah she hates Wicked. yeah that's class man class so yeah, yeah now, what have you been up to then Um, I've been away I've just come, just come back Um so it's been nice so we didn't race this weekend mm-hmm. um, and we're at the, the Kitty Regional next weekend oh so, cool excellent alright so I was going to ask when your next next race was so is that a two wheel drive or four wheel drive regional uh, two wheel drive two wheel okay. drive it's technically our second regional over the year because we did mm-hmm. the first one at Coventry and then mm-hmm. the second one was cancelled because um, um, one of the guys got took ill um, mm-hmm. and then so basically yeah so this will be the second regional so, uh-huh. and how, how did you get on at the first one um, I TQ'd the first round of qualifying um, oh, look out yeah, I know yeah it was really good I had, I had a major rain assist um, <laughs> and then I had a couple of normal scores in the second and third round mm-hmm. um, and then I had a third in round in the final round as well because of um, a bit of rain <laughs> um, oh, yeah so I qualified third on the grid Um and then proceeded to go backwards at every final. <laughs> oh dear! I assume, assume you made the A then, yeah. and, uh, and then just went backwards from there. Yeah, it was it was class, mate. It was really good. I was I was, I was a very lucky boy. I'm surprised you haven't already heard about it because I've ever. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it once or twice. Yeah, for, for those new listeners, you yeah, know, got, got to give you your five minutes of fame. <laughs> yeah, so that so that was really good. So yeah, so when we got the regional here, and um, cool. oh, uh, Bruce Bruce doing that as well. Yes, he he is my absolutely. Yeah, he's getting he's getting around all right, mate. He's getting around all right. Mm, yeah, no, it sounds that you know, listening to the podcast uh, week to week, you know, it sounds like he's getting quicker and quicker. Yeah, he he loves it. He loves it. It's just, it's just. I, 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 how can I put it? I'm putting my heart on my sleeve here. I just feel bad for him because he's always racing against men, grown ups, thirty year old, forty year old men. He's rare. He was in a heat for the kids his own age, mm, so he mm. beats himself up about it, and I feel bad about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know yeah, he thinks he's yeah. doing crap, and I'm like, mate, you're flipping flying, but you're racing yeah. people who've been racing ten years. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I get excited and heartbroken at the same time. But yeah, he's flying, mate. So we're getting there. We just got to just got to take our time now. Are you doing doing any four wheel drive regionals? Or no. Have you got Have you got a four wheel drive? No, or? we haven't. No, we've got a we've got the eight car. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a, an RC8 Nitro that we've been doing a bit of running with. But it seems as that as, although we've planted in more eights this year, um, it seems as the season's gone on. Um, we've we've just been doing doing tenths, you know, mm-hmm. and practice and practicing tenths. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, and, yeah, and two wheel drive is a great class, obviously, for, from a cost perspective, and also for for Bruce for learning learning his trade as such. You know, two wheel drive, yeah. you can't, can't beat it, can you? That's it. I mean, he's really he's really well, he's really comfortable with both cars. He's really comfortable with the eighth car. You know what I mean? Like driving mm-hmm. around nitro on the jump, knows how to keep the engine running, coming into corners. You know what I mean? And how to jump properly and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And he's yeah. really comfortable. He's not particularly fast, but he's really comfortable practicing. Yeah. I put him on the track to race, and he just all goes out the window, and I and he's wild, and I'm like, you know, with the tenth car, and I'm not saying someone's going to get hurt. I'm, I'm painting a bad picture, mm-hmm. um, but with a tenth car, it's a lot more controllable. With an eighth car, if you hit that jump wrong, wrong and there's tension in the shocks, 
it's gonna fly. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> um, and and, and I, don't, uh, I don't, I don't want no one getting hurt. You know no, what I mean? No, and I, I, I would hate cool. it for myself or, or, or for him. To, you know, you know what I mean? Mm, but, mm. but running the car, he, he, he can, he flies around with it. <laughs> That's you know? brilliant. Yeah, so so we don't, I ain't gonna get him racing the eighty. I'm gonna give him a bit. Um, and to be honest, it's it's weird because you know we always talk about the retirement. But the problem <laughs> I've got is I'm faster than I've ever been, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like I ain't ready to retire yet. Um, so like doing the eight stuff with him would be would be like a, a test a, test the waters thing where I'll pit for him for the day, and he'll race. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I'm like yeah. I, you know we're, we're that's race medium. I'm like Matt. I tell you what. I'm a flipping long way from retiring if you're driving like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a bit the same though with the bikes at the minute. I'm going going really good at the moment, minute, and uh, you know probably the fastest I've been. At, I feel like you're 40, pushing your look. At 42 years old, and I think, oh, I might as well carry on then yeah. while while I'm getting better. So yeah, we'll we'll stick at it for now. Yeah, so we'll see, man. We'll see. Oh, that's cool. That's that's really really cool to hear. And and um and I, I know you texted me a picture of a. I know you quizzed me a bit because you sent me a picture of a gearbox, and I thought, what the hell is that? And then you know, we, I know we had a bit of a chit chat on it, and you've been in the workshop doing something for Keith, haven't you? Yeah, I've done. Um, he had a, a rear, a nitro engined um, vintage Kyosho truck. I think he's called an Outlaw, like a two-wheel drive stadium truck, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, and he wanted to run a, 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 motor, a Brussels motor in it, so I've, I've made him a plate that picks up off three of the gearbox screws, mm-hmm. um, and then hangs down in front of the gearbox to, to oh, basically so, flip, so he can hang flip, a motor. Flip. I oh, see. So flipped the gearbox around the other way and yeah. then made a motor plate. So it's yeah. a, a three-gear mid-motor truck now. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with the, um, obviously with the motor in the front, um, mm-hmm. um, he's gonna. I've done like a little bracket for, for him. Actually, found a really nice servo bracket, like off a touring car. You know the little aluminium one, so I can make oh, a yeah, brace yeah. to go in front. Um, because of the, the way the, the nitro motor used to be, the brace basically didn't it? Because it was in the middle mm-hmm. of the, in the middle of the truck. So yes, yeah, so I've done that for him. I've had that a little bit longer than I than I planned to, um, but I gave it him back Friday, and hopefully he'll be happy with it. Um, and we matched it up to like I think I used um, a Cougar two thousand uh, motor cover, you know the plastic cover. Oh, yeah. We got yeah, one yeah, of them, yeah, flipped yeah, that around yeah. the other way, and managed to, to drill and tap it off for that as well. So oh, got this, got the slipper to work through it and everything. Got a motor bolted in and, and meshed up. So yes. Look at, look at you, Mister Engineer. Well, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I, I can do. As long as it, it's really funny, Mark. As long as it doesn't involve a computer, I can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I can yeah. draw it out on a piece of paper, or on masking tape, I can make it. You know what I mean? I've got I've got a mill with hand t- hand turners and a pillar drill, yeah, yeah, so I can yeah, make yeah. it. But if as soon as it involves a computer and something being printed or whatever, I'm like, nah. Oh, I'm, I'm the same as well. I leave all those tricky bits to wheel speed, to be fair. But uh, you yeah. know, like if, if you know, with the bikes making brackets and other stuff, you know, get the cardboard out. Yeah. And uh, uh, make a template, see if it fits, put the holes in it, and then transfer onto metal and and, and have a go. You know that, that makes makes total sense. Yeah. No, but cool I, I suppose the truck must look a bit like the old X6. You know, you remember those when they, you know, that X6 conversion it had a little bracket, didn't it, that held the motor motor plate down, and, and then you had the three gear gearbox on the back there. So. Yeah, so that must look pretty cool, and I'm sure I'm sure Keith will go and uh, thrash all the modern trucks with it and annoy everyone with well, an old, yeah, he will, an old yeah. car. He will. He will. He's got some skills. He's ridiculous, mate. He's ridiculously fast. And I remember, I remember the, I, 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 when, when you showed me that picture of that car, and I, you know, um, that's, I know it sounds weird. But when I was, I was, I was thinking about Keith racing and that, and um, I was going to say I was thinking about Keith, but that'd be really odd. Yeah. Um, you know, about racing with him and stuff. I remember um, there was a facility called Mo. Was it called Moto RC Arena or Moto Arena? Or yeah, something? It's the one was at Silverstone. Just, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Now, I raced with him there quite a few times. I had like I remember it had simulators upstairs and a total tarmac indoor track, didn't it? At Silverstone, yeah. and then they put they put some big old jumps there and and whatever. I did a few couple of off road meetings there, but yeah. just yeah, just came back to me the other day. I thought that was a, that was a pretty cool cool place, you know. Yeah. You know what? You wouldn't believe how fast he would be if he, if he if he actually really put the time in. You know what I mean? Like if you ask him what shock hold he's got on his, in, his, in his shock, you won't know because he hasn't changed <laughs> it for like since he's built the car. Um, you know, we all moan about tyre wear um, mm-hmm. and how fast tyres wear out and whatever. One run, two run, three runs, whatever. You'll yeah. be running a set of tyres for eight runs, nine runs, ten runs and think, oh, I need a little bit more speed. I'll put a newer set on. Not a new set, a newer set. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> He's just, honestly, mate, if you went for it, yeah, if you went for it, yeah. Um, yeah. He always likes to um, 
yeah, he's just crazy, mate. How, how, how fast he is, you know. Yeah, yeah no, he's certainly, he's, you know, got, got the skills, uh, you know, and still still pretty quick, you know, these days, isn't he? Yeah. Still hold his own against all the top guys. Yeah, he's crazy, mate. He's crazy. All right, Bud, you got anything else you want to say before we before we knock it on the head? Don't think so, no. No, I think that's, that's uh, covered what, what we've both been up to, so that's cool. Excellent. I've enjoyed tonight. It's been really good, Matt. You know, it's effortless talking to you, Mark. You know, so thanks very much. Um, do you want to thank the sponsors, dude? If I can remember them all. Um, well, obviously, I remember, I remember my favourite sponsor, Wheel Speed. So thanks to Wheel Speed Racing, <laughs> uh, CML Distribution, so all the guys there. Um, you know, so they all do a cracking job there. And Schumacher Racing. Have I missed any out? That's it, mate. Perfect. Excellent. Cool. Nice. And I'll say thank you to the listeners. Guys, thanks very much for getting involved with our One Take podcast, Car Crash podcast. You love to listen to every week. Um, don't forget to like and share. If you like and share this one, you'll get a ticket for the Christmas draw for a possibility of winning a, a really nice prize by one of the sponsors. That's it. Don't forget to like and share. Don't forget to like and share. And for old time's sake, don't forget to like and share. Mark, that's it. Thanks for coming on, buddy. You've been absolutely wonderful. No worries, mate. You're welcome. Cheers, mate. See you soon. All right. Cheers, mate. See ya. All right.